Hello, folks. Dr. Maurice Selby here, medical director, producer, and co-host of Health in Harlem on WHCR 90.3 FM and the Health in Harlem podcast. While we strive to bring you the most up-to-date, reliable, evidence-based information to help you live the healthiest life possible, this show does not substitute for an evaluation by a trained and licensed medical professional. It is highly recommended that any advice or recommendations on medications, treatments, nutrition, fitness, preventive services, etc. be implemented under the guidance and supervision of your primary medical provider or appropriate specialist. With that said, we hope that you enjoy and learn from our program, and please be sure to let us know how we can best serve you in future shows. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Maurice Donovan Selby, MD, and you're listening to the one and only Health in Harlem on WHCR 90.3 FM New York, the voice of Harlem. And I am joined by... My name is Giorgio Malouf. My name is Reed. My name is Michael Holmes. And ladies and gentlemen, this is our 2022... I know it's so bizarre saying that, yo, because I remember the year 2000 when that rang. I know I'm mad old now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, 2022, and this is going to be our New Year's resolution special, ladies and gentlemen. We are kicking the new year off right, and we're going to talk about um, what we plan to do this year, right, as far as establishing new habits, good habits, healthy habits, um, trying to extinguish the old ones, which we can even talk about that a little bit. And really, while doing this, ladies and gentlemen, while putting ourselves out there so you can hold us all accountable at the end of the year. Right. We are also going to talk about our strategies in doing so and really how this is the science, right, of habit formation, of making these changes in our lives. We're going to get into that on this program tonight. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to air it out. And the one thing that I've seen come up over and over again over the last couple of weeks um, is this Omicron business. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, some reassuring data coming out showing that. This seems to be causing milder disease in individuals, although it is super contagious. We're talking about contagious up there with things like measles, you know, one of the most contagious infectious diseases known to man, measles. This is right up there when we talk about how contagious it is. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, although we are seeing what seems to be milder disease, lower death rates, even with this, we've seen an increase in hospitalization rates, right? And so I say all of that to say that this disease, this virus, this variant is not harmless, ladies and gentlemen. It is not harmless. And there are individuals that are dying still from COVID-19 attributed to the Omicron variant. And so with that said, we still get the message out there, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's establish a, a new habit this year, right? And get in our vaccinations. Um, getting vaccinated against COVID-19, getting that booster if you have not done so already, and the literature behind the effectiveness of the vaccines when it comes to preventing severe disease, hospitalization, and death, still, right, we still see very, very good data showing that the vaccines are extraordinarily effective still. 
we're talking about in excess of 80% prevention of hospitalization um, and even death um, when we talk about vaccinated individuals and Omicron versus individuals that are unvaccinated, right? And I'll, I can tell you from experience from the ER, working day to day, the, the, I, I worked pretty much all through New Year's, right? Four nights straight, and it was ugly. Almost every room occupied by COVID positive patients with complications from the illness, um, individuals receiving supplemental oxygen, right? Because they cannot maintain their oxygen levels. Individuals that are intubated, being put on a ventilator because of it. Um, and that includes young individuals, individuals seemingly right healthy um, that are having complications uh, from this. But I will tell you that all, of, at least all the ones I saw were unvaccinated. Okay. Um, so it's serious. We still have to take it serious. It's not harmless. Right. And we still need to pretty much everything that we've talked about um, up to this point, as far as precautions, all of that stuff is still in play. All of it is still in play, um, including masking, social distancing. And especially when we talk about our vaccine game, we got to step it up. And so now for New Year's resolution. So, yeah, man, I will just put it out there that I'm excited, as I said before, and nervous about the New Year's resolutions because um, <laughs> some of the resolutions I've made are kind of um, improvements on last year's resolutions, right? So I um, think I, I've had some success last year um, in my resolutions. I made a commitment to run 600 miles last year. I got to 554, man, I failed. Uh, I got to throw it out there. I failed, came up short. And uh, I know Michael Michael Holmes is shaking his head right now. He has a look of disgust on his hey, face. Man, 554 is still up there. You and know it's all saying? good, that's, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It was tough, bro. It was tough. And at the end of it, I was like, wow, I made 554. I was happy. And I was like, wait, but I didn't quite reach my goal. So with that said, <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, but anyway, we're going to get into right how we can be successful this year in our New Year's resolutions. Right. The big question is, why do we do this in the first place? Any you guys, um, any ideas or at least why you choose to do it if you do partake in making New Year's resolutions? I kind of view it as like part of modern life um, in the sense that like there's so many things and distractions and that are part of modern life that, you know, humans in the past never had to deal. They had their own issues, but it was you know, dealing with hunting and gathering and stuff is something that's necessary. I feel in modern life is uh, each year sort of reassessing our lives and evaluating which sorts of distractions and stuff we're going to try and avoid. For the most part, to me, that seems to be what most uh, resolutions have to deal with. I'm sure they were doing New Year's Eve resolutions back then too. They were like, we had five gazelles this year, and we were planning on seven. And, you know, <laughs> and we only collect we only collected 20 pounds of, of uh, leaves and we were expecting, you know, a harvest of whatever. I, I think that they, they had these goals too. I think it's part of human uh, human nature to take take stock every year and kind of uh, assess how far we've come since that last checkpoint. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, we definitely do that with birthdays, too. It seems like a, a pretty good checkpoint, I feel like to kind of assess how the, the plan is working out so far and what adjustments need to be made. And, you know, the science has shown that setting goals is better than not setting goals. Um, so it, it, it does show that 
people are more likely to achieve um, something closer to their goals. You know, you shoot for the for the for the um, uh, stars and land in the clouds, or you know, that anything like that. Uh, any of those kind of or shoot, uh, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. I think I've heard of like a few variations on that that saying. Yeah. There are a lot of like there are stars, moons, clouds. We, you know, you shoot high, you end up somewhere <laughs> close to that level. Somewhere that higher than where for. you started. <laughs> somewhere higher than when you started. That's it. That's it. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, New Year's resolutions. We're talking heavy, heavy tradition, heavy tradition. The Babylonians, right? Perhaps the first among the first people to make them more than four thousand years ago. Um, even though their date was in March. Um, and that mar- as that marked the part, part the point of their new calendar year, um, but even Julius Caesar, ever reform minded, moved the start of the new calendar to January first, around forty six BC. And uh, if one remembers their Roman mythology, the month is named after Janus, right? January, Janus, the two faced god um, that ultimately looked both at the previous year and the new year simultaneously. And for this reason, many Romans made sacrifices to Janus and promised to maintain good conduct throughout the year. So they didn't invite the rage of Janus and the other gods, right? And ensure the blessings from the gods. And Christian tradition and Christian faith, especially for early observers of the faith, as they would look back at past mistakes and make commitments to improve in the future. In 1740, we had the founder of Methodism, John Wesley, establishing the covenant renewal service. And this was most commonly held on New Year's Eve, right? And or New Year's Day. And commonly, uh, this is referred to as the Watchman Night Services. This still continues to this day. If you go to a black church, you'll probably see them in their New Year's Eve praying. I actually had a couple of patients I took uh, care of, unfortunately, um, coming from those services, right? They were praying in preparation for the new year. They were making resolutions and getting ready, gearing up for a new prosperous year uh, in their lives. And so really, this is just something that, has been going on for thousands and thousands of years where people, um, for I think the reasons you guys just mentioned, sort of picked the start of the new year to make these changes in their lives in various ways, whether it comes to money. Um, I think that's among the most common, right? We all want to maybe make more or save more money. When we talk about improving our health and well-being, this is the time of year. But also, I will tell you, unfortunately, we got to throw it out there, ladies and gentlemen, right? We always give you both sides on health in Harlem. This is a tradition for most people of failure. (laughs) Let's not say it like that. I don't want to say it like that. But um, when we talk about the tradition of New Year's resolutions, we also have to talk about the tradition of not quite getting where we want to be um, as far as those resolutions. And if you look at the business models, uh, not going to throw the company out there, (laughs) uh, but some of these companies, right, um, enroll nearly 6,500 people at one of their exercise sites, one of their gyms, and they know all too well that they can only accommodate about 300 of those people, right? So they are banking on people failing their New Year's resolutions, people not showing up, period, right, to get that workout in as they said they were going to do at the start of the year. So that's why we decided to tackle this topic at the top of the year so we can give you the best tips and strategies, science-based, right, with the backing of science, um, heavily based in psychology, where we can really optimize our chances for success. And I can tell you just from last year, um, my failing 550, I think I got the 552, 
I could tell you what I did to get to that point at least, which um, I'll take some of that as a win, but still, man, I'm a little bitter and I got to go at it even harder this year. <laughs> well, Mo, don't, don't feel too hard on yourself. Yeah. According to research done by uh, Mayo Clinic, only, only about 8% of the population that does make resolutions actually uh, is successful. And then usually they don't last longer than six weeks. About 75% of us who, who make the resolution will uh, lose steam after just seven days. Yo, seven days? Yeah, seven days later. And uh, 45% of Americans uh, make resolutions. So uh, uh, it is very prevalent. Like you said, people have been doing it since the beginning of time. People seem to, to fail. But I don't think it's because the resolutions themselves are are uh, what's flawed but rather the way we're making them mm. the way that we intend to achieve them it's like they're more like new year's dreams than resolutions um and and we don't tackle the habits that uh got us to a certain point of wanting to change and we don't and we don't make a plan to make mm. the habits that are going to lead us to that dream that we have for where we're going to be in 2023 when we're having this same episode and looking back at what we've done in this past year so uh I, I think there's a lot of pros to them we should look at how we could be successful in achieving them and so as an example mo do you have any new year's resolutions that you have for this next year and and a plan of action of how you you intend to tackle that and be part of the eight percent who's successful I I will put myself out there, right? That's the purpose of this program, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to illustrate for you how to do this. I mean, one, and, and this is very important, I think, in that um, really what we're doing in doing this program for each of ourselves is putting ourselves out there, right, as far as these resolutions, so that the Health in Harlem audience, and really anyone that views the program knows Maurice Donovan Selby put it out there that he's going to run a thousand miles this year, right? Um, he is going to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables at least five days per week this year. And um, he is going to improve financially. Now, I'm putting it out there, right? Now, I can be held accountable because I put it out there to the world. Um, now, not everybody can do that. Not everybody wants to do that. Some We have some resolutions. I even have resolutions that are maybe more private. But this is something that can be very helpful because um, I can then garner the support of my family, right? My health and Harlem family. Um, the listeners out there can go to me on and say, yo, what's going on with that thousand, right? Or if I have a week where I fall, fell off, they can get me back or anybody else that I'm partnering with um, in doing this. So that's one win right there. I just want to put that out there. Um, very important so that we can take note of that. But I will say that, yes, the first one, I am going to run 5,000 miles and we can briefly talk about why New Year's resolutions fail with this, right? Um, this was in an interview with business insider, psychotherapist, and author Jonathan Alpert. Um, he is the author of Be Fearless, Change Your Life in 28 Days. He cited three main reasons why so many of us completely miss the mark when it comes to New Year's resolutions, right? Number one, the resolution is not specific enough, right? So you can't just say, I'm going to eat healthier or I will exercise more. Um, we really have to say things like, I'm going to run 600 miles this year. Um, and that stemmed from the prior year, 2019, 
Um, I think I, I talked about this briefly on um, just recently on some of our last couple of episodes, how I got into this running habit. But I said I ran 200, well, actually 199 miles at the end of 2020. Thank God for fitness trackers, right? This is one major thing. And we'll get into why that's important um, in all of this. But um, I saw that and I was like, wow, I really enjoy this. This is something that I feel like is benefiting me. So I want to keep doing it. And I pushed it to that 600. But it was very specific, right? Very, very specific where I did not just say I'm going to run more or I want to get more, uh, be more active. This was a very specific number, 600. I'm not sure why I chose that number, but I knew it had to be something that was very specific. And so um, other things, right? We must say things like I will lose 10 pounds. And you can even give yourself a time frame or a date for doing that, right? Give yourself a deadline so that you can track your success. Um, so at the six month point, I remember um, this past year, I was approaching 250 miles by, actually, this was even earlier in May, where I was like, yo, I'm actually going to hit the midpoint of my goal. Like, I'm going to, I might change it to a thousand, right? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, Georgia's hot in the summer. So this, I wasn't running like that in the summer. It was like 90 degrees. By the time you stepped out, um, you know, 10 a.m., it was already like 85. So I had to slow it down. Um, but that was my check-in point, right? I was looking at where I was at that six-month mark. Like, wow, I'm like, you know, nearly halfway to my goal um, for the year. So setting a specific goal, having these checkpoints. Um, as far as Jonathan Alpert's, right, the three main reasons why so many of us completely missed the mark when it comes to New Year's res- resolutions not framing the resolution positively, right? So don't use negative language, right? I'm not going to say I'm not going to stop drinking too much um, alcohol or I am going to stop being sedentary, right? No, we have to frame this stuff positively. So um, instead, I'm not going to drink alcohol. Well, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to drink more. um, It could even be something specific like coconut water, right? As a substitute for um, drinking alcohol, maybe at social gatherings, and so and so on. Um, and then finally, the third one, your resolution isn't um, about yourself, right? Making resolutions that are not about you, who you are, and basically capitalizing on um, who you are as a person, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, what works, what does not work. Um, I knew, right, that certain uh, other forms of physical activity don't really do it for me, right? It's the running that I enjoy most right? That I feel like I get the most out of from an efficiency standpoint and and time management standpoint, I can burn far more calories and work my cardiovascular system, right? In a short duration of time compared to other modes of exercise, like walking. If I've walked, right? For the same amount of, uh, to achieve the same benefit, I'd have to walk way more for a longer time, right? A longer, probably a long distance for a longer time. So this was a, an efficient way for me to utilize my time Um, but also something that I enjoyed um, as well. You know, when we talk about this thousand miles, we are chopping it into smaller goals, right? And also by tracking my progress, and this is why I said the the benefit of fitness trackers, I mean, you know, unfortunately, the price point has come down quite a bit where individuals can get things like a Fitbit. um, So you don't need the highest caliber device, right, to do this. You could even do it on your phone, which the vast majority of us have these um, abilities, right, on our phones to track 
um, our progress is something that I highly recommend because part of the benefit in all of this, part of the success, I feel like on my part was after I would do the five miles, right? Forget the endorphins and stuff. I got a high just looking at how many miles I ran, looking at the courses, right? The maps and and looking at the distance that I ran and thinking about how I would be driving to my car. Like, wow, that is really far. Um, and seeing my times come down from doing it right over and over again. And, and as I became and got in better shape, um, you really get that positive feedback loop is so powerful. You know, we talk about dopamine in the brain and and getting that high. This is the chemical reward. That stuff is real, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and so that's that's where I think a lot of that success um, came from when it comes to that specific goal. So I'm going to be using some of those same tips and strategies going for this thousand this year. Absolutely. Like you were saying, you know, you, you have to stay positive about the goal. And uh, this has been shown with research as well, that people who are confident that they would be able to, to follow through with the goal performed a lot better than those who said that they wouldn't be able to. And the people who were able to set a resolution um, were actually 46% continuously successful compared to 4% of people who were non-resolvers. And so there is a major advantage to setting these resolutions uh, when done correctly. And yours actually falls in line with some of the most common types of uh, resolutions that people set for the new year, which is weight loss, exercise programs, and smoking cessation. Those common goals can be framed in a positive uh, framework. And if you think that you're going to be able to do it and you're able to measure it and make adjustments and recommit, then you could be part of that small group of people who was able who were able to successfully change their behavior as part of this New Year's resolution. Reed, do you have a resolution that um, falls in line with, with some of these most common resolution types or do you have something outside of the box that you want to share and how you plan on being able to achieve that? For sure, yeah. Um, so one of my uh, goals is falls along the lines of, you know, healthy eating and taking care of your body. Um, so one of my goals is to cook more because I find this is both a financial decision and a health decision. Um, I find myself spending money to eat out. And for me, going to the grocery store sort of equates to healthy eating. That's me personally, in the sense that I tend to buy a lot of healthy things when I go grocery shopping. Not always do I use those things. Uh, a lot of the time I just get produce and then it just goes bad in my fridge at home. In order to help me reach that goal, I'm going to try and make dinner for myself at least three times a week with at least one of those meals being entirely vegetarian. And I think that's sort of like a good way to break it down because again, you can recommit every single week. Uh, it's not the kind of thing where I'm like, oh man, I'm losing momentum. I only cooked once or twice for myself this week. Uh, each week is a fresh start. So I think that's uh, sort of a fun and exciting goal for me just because I'm, I'm, I'm also excited for uh, the ability to try out all sorts of new recipes and learn all sorts of different methods of cooking. So that'll be a fun one. My second resolution this year, honestly, is actually a rollover from last year, something I uh, sort of fell by the wayside and was unable to accomplish. That That's probably because <laughs> I didn't do it in sort of like a step-by-step -step methodological way. Um, I just sort of 
had it broad and I was like, this year, I want to learn how to, uh, you know, take care of myself financially more, put money in a Roth IRA. Uh, I'm going to learn about investing, learn about stocks and try and invest some of that money. Because I think that's especially important for people of my generation, uh, the younger generation, because I don't know, we might not be able to bank on social security um, and the price of everything has gone up so much. The average retirement age has been pushed back so far. Um, so I feel like it's really important if you want to retire uh, eventually someday to sort of gain a hold of these skills at a young age and continue to, uh, you know, squirrel away cash throughout your lifetime. Uh, and it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound like I'm going to be uh, making the decisions I want to make on a daily basis, going out and partying and spending money and living my best life. But uh, I'm 23 now. I'm getting older. I'm looking to set myself up for the future. Yo, you're, you're a jerk. I'm going to just tell you. I'm going to tell you in your face. Looking at you, you're a jerk. Okay? I know what you're saying about me. Thank you very yeah. much, Reed. You already got the Roth IRA, though. You're where I want to be. Your goals. But you know what, though? And I, I'm, I'm with you 1,000%. And actually got a couple of tips, right? Because um, when we talk about, and I have similar goals um, along with Reed, right? In terms of eating healthier. Um, and as I said, I'm gonna go for the, the, rather than the days per week, right? I'm gonna do five servings of fruits and vegetables at least five days per week. Um, so a little bit different, but the key to getting there, right? Is essentially coupling this to another behavior. And so this has been shown to be unbelievably beneficial, right? When we talk about habit formation, when we talk about um, changing our behavior, coupling it to, we, we're hardwired beings when you think about it, right? Um, we are, as we said, creatures of habit. Um, I know it's a corny term, but we we very much are, right? And so when you wake up in the morning and you hop in the shower, the natural thing after you shower is to brush your teeth. After you brush your teeth, you begin to put on your clothes. You, you even do this sometimes, right? Not even thinking about it about getting dressed on your way to work. How do you get to work? Um, whether you're commuting by car or taking a train, it's kind of automatic. Everything happens. There's so much stuff that happens from the habits that we create in our lives. So if the habit is to stop at Starbucks and spend, you know, however many <laughs> $9 on a latte, which is quite possible these days, um, then guess what? Um, we have to find ways to sort of curb that habit. So one of the big things right, that can really help us in this regard is coupling, coupling this behavior to another behavior. So in my running 1000 miles, right, and trying to eat five servings of fruits and vegetables daily, I am going to couple the eating, right, or the consumption of these fruits and vegetables to my exercise routine. So when I get back from the run, right, I need calories, right? I am at a calorie deficit. I need the energy um, after burning all of those calories, and so one of the things that I will do is create smoothies, right? So fresh fruit and vegetable smoothies. Um, I actually have, I don't want to put it out there, man, because I want to <laughs> turn this into like a drink. But anyway, my recovery formula, you get frozen watermelon, you get some coconut water, blend it up. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, try it, try it, man. It has like just the right amount of sweetness, right? But it's not too sweet. Um, it's so refreshing because it's nice and cold because of the frozen watermelon in there. It goes down nice and smooth and you get all these electrolytes. You get the water content, right? Um, watermelon being 
such a, a huge water content. You get the coconut water and all the electrolytes. And I'm telling that's what it does it for me. I'm imagining this package like Selby Punch. Yo, man. man. So good. <laughs> I know. I've been thinking about it. I'm like, how can I do this? But anyway, long story short, um, that is one major uh, uh, tip that has led to success in the past. And this is something that I plan to incorporate um, into my routines um, so that I can meet that goal of consuming more fresh fruits and vegetables. Another big thing is friction, right? And um, I actually learned about this from listening to Hidden Brain. Um, that is something that I highly recommend. Um, it is a radio program on NPR hosted by Shankar Vedantin, um, heavily based in psychology. They talk about different topics each and every week. And uh, they actually had a program in late 2019, right? Getting ready for New Year's, right? And resolutions. And it was from the episode Creatures of Habit. And according to Dr. Wendy Wood, um, she's a professor of psychology at USC and the author of Good Habits, Bad Habits. One of the key concepts that she talked about in that program was friction. Friction is essentially, right, when we talk about this in the world of habit formation um, in psychology, this is anything that makes it harder for you to achieve your goal, whatever it may be, right? Anything that gets in the way is considered friction. Typically, this comes in the form of time, distance, and effort, right? So anything that puts um, time between you and your goal, distance between your and goal, or effort, right, stands a chance at stopping you from achieving your goal. And so what we have to do is figure out frictionless ways for Reed to get his groceries um, each week. Because we know Reed is a busy man, right? Reed is working a full-time job. He's getting good information out there on health in Harlem. And he's not always going to be able to make it to the supermarket. So maybe a frictionless option is to have some of those groceries be on a sort of automatic delivery cycle. That's my suggestion. That's my suggestion. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the ways I do it uh, frictionlessly is I just always have reusable grocery bags mm. in my backpack. So if I find myself, you know, headed home from somewhere and I'm passing a grocery store, there is no effort involved. I just need to walk in and carry it home which is so much nicer than having to motivate myself to leave my apartment just to go. Especially after shopping. you've gotten home from a hard day's work um, or the end of a long week, right? That's yeah. the last thing you want to think about um, is going to the grocery store and standing in a line. Uh, one thing that's really uh, helped me in the past and something that I plan to implement for this year to get those fresh fruits and vegetables in my diet, right? Friction reduction. We talk about effort, right? We said being one of those main sources of friction. And so I don't know about anybody. I mean, I like to cook and stuff, but when things are busy and I got other things to do, chopping up vegetables and fruit is annoying. <laughs> it's annoying to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to go and buy a, a damn salad, right? <laughs> because I don't want to do the chopping. I don't want to do the washing and cleaning of the, the fruits and vegetables and stuff. And so one frictionless way, or at least one uh, strategy that I've implemented both in the past and now um, to reduce that friction is to buy these things sort of pre-chopped or somewhat prepared, right? Um, so getting pre-cut or pre-washed greens that we can literally just throw into the salad um, using things like grape tomatoes. So it's, 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 uh, instead of, you know, nice, juicy, um, big slicing tomatoes, um, actually having grape tomatoes that you can just toss into the salad after you've cleaned them briefly, um, very quick, very quick rinse, rinse or wash. Uh, also, 
using things like cooked beets, right? So cooked and prepared beets. Um, yeah, it's nice to get the fresh bead and boil it and, you know, peel it down, but that takes time. That takes effort, right? So to reduce that, right, create um, or reduce some of that friction, getting uh, sort of prepared beets that I can just chop up and throw in, boom. One thing I used to do in med school that I'm hoping to start doing again uh, was with my chicken. I'd buy it on Sundays. Um, well, I'm not buy it on Sundays, but take out um, a chicken breast or two, cook it in the oven and then slice it up. Like Have it seasoned and ready to go. Slice it up. And this way, when I was making my salads, right, uh, for my rotations to take with me for lunch uh, in school, I would just literally throw those uh, vegetables in it and just take the chicken, toss it in. It's ready to go. And I'm out the door. Um, so just some ways in which we can really um, help ourselves in right creating these new habits, reducing friction. One quick tip, and this was actually um, a suggestion or something that Wendy Wood did um, from that episode in uh, Hidden Brain. She said that she actually, I mean, kind of tried this to variation, but she used to sleep in her exercise clothes, right? Because she knew waking up in the morning right? First thing in the morning is hard, man. That's just another layer of friction, getting out of the bed, having to get dressed, especially if you didn't pick out what you were going to work out in, right? Looking for the stuff and damn, do I even have enough clean gear? No, she slept in it. So she would wake up and she's out the door running, which um, I thought was dope. I don't think I'd be comfortable. I don't think I can get comfortable, me personally, right? In my exercise clothes in bed, but it's something to think about. Got your under armor and your running shoes on and <laughs> that's what i'm saying i'm like i can't uh sleep, sleep, sleep right by the door like sleeper, you right just next put the socks the on bed. though but like i don't know i mean maybe having them right that's what i said i was like i could have them laid out for me yeah like have on my you armchair on in the bedroom mm-hmm. that might be a good um, this way i could just slip them on and i'm out um but it's, it's something to think and the thing is we said right when we make these resolutions doing it right to tailor it to yourself things that you enjoy and working them in ways that work for you so that you can be successful. So if that's what it takes, sleeping in your gym clothes or your workout clothes, do it. Do it, man, just to get it done. Like whatever it takes really to get right these things done. So it's possible. So one of my resolutions is to go see the dentist. So I guess I would apply that by sleeping right in front of the dentist or (laughs) just getting myself as close to the office every day. And one of these days, I'm going to walk in and actually get my appointment in and get get my teeth checked again. It hasn't happened in over a year. I'm ashamed to say it. I need to get a cleaning in. I need to, you know, check for cavities, get Mm -hmm. some fillings, you know, the, the routine work before it becomes a an emergency down the road um no one wants that or you know uh having to deal with uh some kind of bacterial bad breath or something like that i'm i'm not i'm not i'm trying to prevent all of that and Word. so um you have a beautiful smile too so we want to maintain it mo thank you thank you oh, man oh you're welcome man <laughs> my pleasure i guess we got to keep it positive so so i appreciate that <laughs> that's a gotta, positive one positive. so it's not about going to the dentist it's about keeping my smile beautiful one one more day of keeping it beautiful yeah i definitely need to go i, I think a lot of people probably have been postponing this dentist visit so i'm sure now i'm, I'm not alone on that one and i said that i want to do it by january i'm not even going to give myself the full year anymore because I tried to do this last year too. I said I was going to floss. The, the frequency has been disappointing. 
So you know what? I'm going to upgrade my resolution on the fly right now. That's what's um, up. It's going to be to go to the dentist in January. And what day in January? What day? What day? Just give us a week. By by January 30th, Giorgio will have gone to the dentist. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold me to we that. Hold you to that. Yep. All right. That's what's I, up. We're going to hold you I expect you to call in. And we want to see that cleaning. And berate we're calling, me. <laughs> we're calling you January 30th, 12 a.m. to see. Oh, we're absolutely. waking you up if you're sleeping. We want you to yeah. post the, the Instagram pic of your freshly cleaned, right? right. Newly refreshed. All right. Say no more. All right. You guys are going to do this. I, 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 did it. Oh, yeah. I did this to myself. I'm going to follow through with it. And, That's uh, what's up. Yeah. You know what? I'm even setting an alarm for myself to remind myself to, to text you. <laughs> Yo. That's right. what I'm talking about. All right. That's what I like to hear, family. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, to help each other uh, keep accountable. Yeah, I have another 25 days to maintain this beautiful smile. We're going to check in on January 30th to make sure it's something that's attainable. It's something Mm -hmm. that's realistic. We have a time frame. It's something that's specific. Pure specific. No, that's awesome. I want to upgrade it to to adding some some flossing. Uh, I want to floss a minimum of three times a week. I know that's not the recommended number. But I'm not I'm not starting at the recommended number. So I'm gonna pick something that's like a good compromise. And if I if I happen to be above that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be extra happy. You know, like mm. okay, I'm really treating myself the way I'm supposed to be, like treating myself, you know, like I'm I'm giving myself teeth spa days. Like this is like the the epitome of of treating your teeth. So uh I'm definitely gonna gonna hope for uh two times a day flossing. Uh, down the road but for the time being i'm gonna shoot for a minimum of three times a week and mm. um you know i can't keep lying to my dentist every time i see him you know he knows <laughs> you don't have to lie if you never see him <laughs> but that would be but you know would, what i'm glad there's some key points very key things that you've done um in in doing it right you made it something as realistic for yourself Right. Knowing, uh, yeah, I'm going to I can't go from zero to 100. Right. Um, yeah. Knowing yourself. So you you gave yourself that specific number, um, the three days a week in which you're going to floss and also gave yourself some wiggle room. Right. And knowing that we right, are humans, we are human beings. There are times where you're going to fail and not live up to right our ideal selves or what we want to do. Um, and so not being hard on yourself, ladies and gentlemen, is very important. So when Maurice knew he wasn't going to hit 600 last year, which was pretty much like <laughs> the last few days, I was like, I'm not going to run another 48 miles. You know, another, I'm not going to run that in the last two or three days of, you know, the holiday season. It's just not going to happen. Um, and so, yeah, I was upset. You know, I was like, dang, man, I was, I really thought I had it. Um, but at the same time, um, definitely gave myself an out, right? You have to have self-compassion We've talked about that on this program uh, many times past. It's just really important, really healthy. Self-compassion, if anything, right, giving yourself that wiggle room, giving yourself that understanding, right, really sets you up for success um, in the future because it really is just a, a cycle of disappointment, right, frustration, um, and even sadness and depression that can that can happen right when we don't achieve our goals and we and really it can even be it can counteract what we're trying to do um totally um because we become so discouraged that right why try now right because i failed 
And so it's very important to have that self-compassion. Another very important thing is to reward yourself, as Giorgio said, right? I was just reward about to yourself. ask you. I was going to ask you, like, I, I know that it takes, it, it speaks volumes about your character. Uh, you didn't get the 600 mark, and then you up the ante to 1,000 for the next year. So that means you, you think that you're going to run almost, a, you know, a little bit under twice as much as you ran mm-hmm. this year. And you weren't even able to hit it this year. So why did you do that? That is a great question. Part of it, it right, this became a game to me. Um, and I, I said that, right, part of the joy in all of this, aside from feeling, right, and I can tell you um, that I feel, <laughs> like, by far much better, both after the runs and from doing it so much, um, I definitely feel the physiologic benefits, right? Um, I see the benefits in my muscle, you know, gain and, and um, function even, Right. I can feel that. I can see the gains. Um, but one thing that was really, really powerful for me was that it became a game. Right. Um, as I saw my times going down and I see the crazy stuff happening physiologically, my heart rate, re- resting heart rate becoming lower. Right. And I'm seeing this stuff on my fitness trackers. I'm like, yo, this is so dope. Like, how far can I go type of deal? Right. Um, and so that is part of it in that this is me continuing to play the game essentially, right? Pushing myself even further. Well, you know what? Damn it, I ain't hit 600, but how about that? I'm gonna go for a thousand now, right? Um, I don't know. Am I proving something to myself? Who am I proving this to? Right, right. Uh, whatever it is, it is something that is, is it, like I said, it's become pretty much a game, right? Feeding off of this sort of competition with myself, I guess it is, or the road or the wind, right? the heat in Georgia, <laughs> right? or really, or even just the challenge of, of, life and scheduling this, right? Making sure that this happens, um, that in and of of itself, when I make it happen, I feel successful um, and rejuvenated just from, hey, I made it, I made it, I made myself run, right? I made myself do this in spite of everything else that's going on um, around me and in my life and the things that I need to do. This is something I prioritize for myself. Um, And so that's part of the reward, right? Just getting this stuff done. And you really start to feel that. So, Mo, if, if you're going to be doing – so, first of all, I need to ask you, do you think you're going to get it done this year? I think I'm going to get it done. Yeah, um, Another it? reason, because um, I believe it, because I have a plan, right? And I right. even mapped it out um, at the it's minimum. not wishful thinking. You have a plan. Nope. I'm, at the minimum, I got to run 25 miles a week. Right. right. That'll give me some wiggle room so when vacations come around or the weeks where it's burning hot in Georgia, I can take some time off or cut back. So minimum if I rent. You're going to evaluate mm-hmm. weekly. You got 25 a week. So then you could break it down even into days then. So on mm-hmm. average, you should be, let's say you run five days a week, would you say? or uh, Try to depend between three and five. That's the goal. Okay. So then anywhere so from I have to five, break it up. five to eight and a half miles a day for each of mm-hmm. these runs. Correct. Okay. That's going to be nice, man. I, I think you're definitely going to do it. And, and what, what other rewards do you have for yourself? You're going to take a nice vacation. Uh, I eat ice cream. You eat ice cream? A lot of ice cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so a couple of times, this gives me license, right? To I think if you, if you run do what I want for a couple miles, of times a week, I will buy you, I will personally buy you at least $100 worth of ice cream. All right. That's a. That's what's up. That's you I got put, that on record. That's on the record. Got that very, on, you have that on the record. Georgia. I like expensive ice cream too. This, That's this, good. This, this right, a couple of t- brands, man. This stuff is good. This okay, okay. So good. I got you. Don't worry. You you earn it. You earn That's it. That's what's up. We'll even do monthly 
like monthly installments if you what? want. Like, uh, if you do if you do a hundred a month, I get you a, a little <laughs> tub and you get to enjoy. <laughs> I love you guys, man. Little Thank incremental you, rewards. Yeah, of course, man. I love you too. <laughs> but we gotta hold it, we gotta hold each other to it. So the last one, man. I don't know, Michael. What's good, brother? I know you yeah, got some yeah. New Year right. resolutions. I you know. I got some things to say, all right? Because I think we've been doing very well in our in our management of goals and and you know there's there's a uh, a famous um educator his name is Peter Drucker. Um and he created this thing called the management of objectives and from his work uh they derived what is called a SMART, S M A R T. It's actually an acronym. It's actually something that I was taught uh in my health coaching classes uh, in school. And so what what SMART is, is it's a way to attain goals. And I think what we mentioned so far follows the acronym really well. So SMART goals, SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? And and so we, we, we mentioned a lot of these. You mentioned being very specific about our goals. You mentioned them being measurable, things that we can achieve um, and, you know, relevant to, you know, our character and what we want to achieve with ourselves and time bound, right? Like Giorgio put uh, a limit on his dentist appointment, right? It's January 30th and we're going to, we're going to hold him to that. And so he is essentially bound by time. Um, And so I just wanted to go through my goal with this, with this template in mind and so in hopes that, you know, the audience, the listeners can also do the same thing with their smart goals. All right. So so mm. we'll start off. We'll start off with specific. Right. So so to give you an overview, my goal is to keep a, a dual link, a dual lingo streak for the entire year. All right. I'm not sponsored. But <laughs> can you explain? Dual- just for, yeah. I don't know yeah, if yeah, Michael, all of the yeah. listeners know what Duolingo is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So Duolingo, it's an application you can find on the App Store uh, that essentially has a whole bunch of exercises, a whole bunch of languages. Uh, it's it's a it's an app to help you learn languages, right? So right now I'm learning, I'm practicing Spanish on it, and so they have um, they have little uh, story times that you can follow along with. They have like multiple choice. Uh, quizzes and exams that you go through to learn and it's like repeat it's recall it's like review it's all of that um and so i think it's really good for learning languages and so that's something i want to keep up for the entire year and so keeping up with it keeping up with the streak is essentially i'm i'm putting in 10 to 20 minutes a day um in order to to keep that and so so if we go through smart goals right specific um, I think the the big thing you want to ask yourself with specific is is the five W's, right? Who, what, why, where, which, right? So, um, who is involved? I'm involved. I want to learn Spanish. Uh, why? This goal is important to me because my girlfriend is Dominican. Her family mainly speaks Spanish. I got to communicate with them. I'm also working in in the Bronx in in Saint Barnabas, where I, there's a lot of mm. Hispanic or Spanish speaking patients that I want to. Uh, you know, they're, they're important. It's important to for them to get their care as well. Um, and so knowing the language will definitely aid in that. Uh, what do I want to accomplish? I probably should have started with that. But what do I want to accomplish? You know, I want to get better at Spanish. Where? I, 
Where? It's anywhere. In, you know, it's in my house. <laughs> on your phone. Anywhere. I, I could bring my phone anywhere. And which? Which resources are or limits are involved, right? And so I'm using Duolingo. I, I did buy the subscription service for Duolingo in the, as well. So I was gonna that's, that's going to help me as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so, so we got the specifics down. So I hope all of you out there are asking yourselves the same five W's with your goals, right? Next, we'll move on to measurable. Is it measurable? So, so how much? How many? How will I know when it's accomplished, right? So I know when it's accomplished, when I see 365 and a little fire emoji next to my name. That's how I know That's what's up. that I have reached a year's worth of Duolingo, right? So next, you're talking about the streak the next. entire year. Okay, I get it now. I thought you meant just the, a streak. The entire, entire year. Entire. Yeah. Yo. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah, what's yeah. up. It's going to be lit. It's going to be so lit. <laughs> and next up, we got achievable. Fuego. Is this achievable? Fuego. Can I accomplish this goal of doing it for a whole year? Uh, yeah, I can. I believe in myself, right? Mm. As I said, it only takes about 10 to 20 minutes every day. I could do it when I'm on a lunch break. I could do it on a dinner break. I could do it first thing I wake up. I could do it right before I go to sleep. You know, it's not too hard to do. Dale, um, dale. Not too stave, you know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> next up, we got R. We got relevant. Does this seem worthwhile? Is this the right time to do it? Does this match our other efforts and needs? And as I said, you know, I got a girlfriend, her family speaks Spanish. I'm, I'm in med school. I'm going to be doing rotations in a mainly uh, Spanish speaking neighborhood. It's worthwhile to do. You know, it's worthwhile Absolutely. to have Spanish in my vocabulary. Uh, so that's another thing you want to ask. yourself: is it relevant to where you are right now? Um, and even if it's not, you know, you could always integrate it in your life, make it relevant. And then finally, mm. as I said, time bound, right? Time bound. So when... Uh, what can I do six? What can I do six months from now? What can I do six weeks from now? What can I do today? And so my my goal is pretty much every day, right? As I said, and you know my time limit end of the year. So January fourth, it would twenty twenty three will mark a year from me saying this, and I will have my mm, still then. That's so, what I'm talking you know, about. For the listening audience, Bravo. make sure you go through that. S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. All right, folks? There you have it. Smart goals from the smart (laughs) future doctor, Michael Holmes. Wow. I'm I'm excited, man, because, um, you know, I, I really do think that with these strategies, these tips that we can all be successful, we're going to hold each other accountable. Um, Giorgio's going to post that pic. <laughs> We're going to see Michael's 365 streak, uh, January 4th, 2023. This is dope, man. And I'm going to hit 1,000. I'm going to start posting, actually. Um, I'll even put this on the Health in Harlem social media pages, right, for everyone's enjoyment. So you can see when I'm falling off, when I'm on fire, um, when I need some encouragement from you all. I would appreciate that, right, um, as we do consider you family out there in the listening audience. So uh, I think we're going to be successful, man. And that's that's really what we want for you all out there in the listening audience, whatever it may be. Right. Um, we want you to be successful in your news your New Year's resolutions, because we know that we all want to build up, build ourselves up uh, in some way. Um, and even when it comes to shedding habits. Right. And we talk about, as we said, um, you know, there's some bad habits we want to get rid of. So maybe we got to put some friction in between those. There's ways we could in which we can use these same principles to break old habits right so um you know there's 
markets I go into, supermarkets, there's certain aisles I know don't go down. I have no business going down that aisle because there's nothing there um, <laughs> that I need in my diet, right? So the soda and chips aisle, I'm dead serious. I don't go down. There's no reason for me to be in those aisles, right? Unless it's, uh, you know, Super Bowl Sunday or something or <laughs> somebody's birthday coming up or whatever. But that's it. There's no reason for me to be there. I have no business in those aisles, right? I stick on the periphery. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen- Remind we, me we will to be buy ice cream in. for Mo Selby on February 1st, 2023. Oh, 2022. Wow, I skipped a year. Okay, all right. That's what's <laughs> up. I got to run 100 miles the rest of this month. I haven't run a mile this whole year so far. I trust anyway, you. I trust you. I planned on doing it tonight, but we'll see what happens. I might. Um, and speaking of, of decreasing friction, right? This is why the, the Peloton heads and exercise bike heads out there and the mirror, whatever the mirror thing is, um, that's reducing friction, right? You got this thing um, in your household. That is why it is so addictive. That is why people are able um, to do this. So finding ways to reduce that friction um, in our lives, that's a, a key concept when we talk about reaching these goals. I wanted to get that in there. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there, man, because I felt that was just so powerful and why so many people are able to keep up with that, right? They're, you know, we talk about that. That's like a cult following for those bikes. <laughs> That's because it re- it gets people on there and it, and you're able to follow through, right? Um, because it's right there. Now, not, not everybody can afford those things, and but it's just an example, right? Finding ways. There are ways in which we can reduce that friction. There are ways in which we can be successful and science-based, right? There's, this is the best tips. These are the best um, tips and strategies out there, ladies and gentlemen, that lead to success. So it, it's possible for everyone. With that said, we are going to wrap up this program, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in. We thank you all in advance for holding us accountable <laughs> with everything that we've shared tonight. And we also thank you in advance for sharing whatever you have learned on this program. And we will be putting the links to the resources that we use, right, to come up with our strategies. Uh, for success and so you'll be able to look at that and use those to achieve your goals as well ladies and gentlemen um, we also want to shout out the rest of the health in harlem team Uh, we want to shout out mia ashley anastasia uh, ben everybody out there we just want to give you a quick shout out we love you guys we also want to shout out tina dixon the production manager at WHCR and also Angela Harden, the general manager of the station and the rest of the WHCR family. And ladies and gentlemen, as always, each and every week, this show is dedicated to the memory of Miss Gloria Thomas. Harlem, take care of yourself. Take care of yourselves.